0: Welcome to the podcast where I invite you on a journey to explore meaning, vulnerability and purpose through the lens of a life lived in geekdom. I'm David Monteith and I am the Naked Geek. Welcome back to the Boudoir. Uh, Today I want to share a little tipple with you. It's a very special tipple. It's a whiskey It's a single malt whiskey It's called a. It's from Glen. The brewery is called Glen Scotia. It's a Glen Scotia double cask, so it's matured in a bourbon barrel and then a sherry barrel. So that gives you some really lovely sort of vanilla notes coming through. But there's something about this. It's forty percent. Is it forty percent? Forty six percent. Um. At, so it's got strength. It's got body. But it's not overpowering. And in fact, when you've finished, it's like you were drinking an orchard. It's not like you're drinking an orchard. It's like you've had this sip of whiskey and then the orchard just wants to remind you that it exists and just leaves that aftertaste in your mouth. It is so lovely. And at 46%, it's so drinkable. It's ridiculously drinkable. I mean, it's it's what we call a Campbelltown whiskey. It comes from that area in Scotland. And I really love the Campbelltown whiskies. I find them a really comfortable drink for the experienced drinker and a really interesting way in for the new drinker. Um, but what makes it special is that this particular dram that I've had was from a bottle that was commissioned for the 75th anniversary of the raid of San in World War II. Now, San is a port, a dock in France that the Germans were going to dock a submarine at. And why this is important was because the British launched a mission to... to to sabotage that dam so the Germans couldn't put their super sub there. Now the boat they sailed on was called the HMS Campbelltown so you get the reference there. Now what makes it really important is that my wife's grandfather dick bradley was one of those commandos on the mission this mission which was pretty much considered a suicide mission um he was on the boat he scrambled off the boat once they'd hit the dock to uh trying to achieve his mission to sabotage a bridge um and he got shot in the lung and the bum now he survived and was put in a prison of war camp but here's the other thing you need to understand about dick bradley he was a german uh, fighting for the british on the british in the british army and he was a german put in a german prisoner of war camp we can imagine what that's like um he did three escape attempts and on the third escape attempt he made it to switzerland he doesn't talk much about what he did for the remainder of the war while in switzerland but we do know he met a woman and when the war was over he brought her back home and married her um and if he hadn't done that i wouldn't have my wife and my children so You know, here's to Dick Bradley. Now, drinking this whiskey, it's a really good whiskey. And it just felt really emotional because I'd never met the man. But I hear how his grandchildren and his children talk about him. And there's nothing but love and respect uh, for this man and the kind of father that he was, the kind of grandfather that he was. And we know, you know, that he went on this mission prepared to sacrifice all as many men did. So, it was, I don't even know how to to describe, I never met the man, and I wish I had, but I don't even know how to describe what it felt like to sip this whiskey, and it did not hurt that it was a fantastic whiskey. Now, Glen should still do uh, this double-cast whiskey, I'll even put a link to it, if you get the chance to get yourself a bottle, I mean, it was just lovely um so get on that if you get the chance there's the dick bradley my grandfather-in-law and all his comrades so what are we talking about today so today uh, i want to talk about the sci-fi series raised by wolves now i got totally consumed by that um in the UK, it's on Sky or Now TV. Uh, it's also on Amazon Prime, but unfortunately you have to buy it. I hate the way Amazon Prime does that. I'm paying you a subscription. Why do I have to guess which ones I have to buy and not anyway, anyway? Um, I was attracted to it because I'd heard good things and I'm surprised to hear actually that the first two episodes were directed by Ridley Scott, who's also the executive producer. And I think this is the first time he's directed TV in a good long while. Anyway, this is one of those shows where you watch an episode and you find yourself thinking, what the hell is happening here? And then you find yourself compulsively pressing the next episode button. So, this show takes place after a war on Earth between the Mithraics and the Atheists. Now, the Mithraics are religious fundamentalists, and even though it's it's based on an ancient Earth cult, it's blatantly an analogue for Christians. Uh, so, basically, you've got a war between the religious fundamentalists and the Atheists. So, yeah, the Earth has, as a result of this war, it's become an inhospitable wasteland incapable of supporting life. And if you happen to be a lucky Mithraic, you manage to get on the Ark, which is a spaceship that will take the remnants of humanity through space to find a hospitable planet. Now, meanwhile, and this is the focus of the show, really, two androids simply called Mother and Father have been sent to the planet Kepler-22b. Now, this is a real planet and there is much speculation on its ability to sustain life due to certain similarities to Earth. And, And actually, they have a podcast accompanying this show where they get experts in various disciplines on to discuss issues raised by the show. And one of them is an astrophysicist who brings insight regarding the planet and I was gonna say that episode is well worth a listen, but I think it, 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 all of it is, you know, looking at who they've got on, it's really fascinating. But back to mother and father, the androids have been sent with six embryos and charged with birthing them and raising them, starting a new colony without religious influence. Now, first, I've got to say. The performances from Amanda Collin and Abubakar Salem as mother and father respectively are nothing short of stunning. And to be fair, a huge reason why this show is so compelling. They are just so good. Anyway, that's a lot of introduction to the show here, but I wanted to focus on one thing. The births of the children. Now, through some process that remains unexplained, mother brings the embryos to full gestation and father assists in their birth you can't see it but I've kind of got my fingers up like and the rabbit ears thing and father in there. birth now all is well except for the last baby the youngest and smallest the baby is essentially stillborn now stillbirth stillborn these are phrases I stopped using soon after my daughter Grace was stillborn in 2014 just over seven years as I'm recording this now, we, my wife and I, we use the term dead baby as a reminder that she was real. She was a baby. We held her. We felt her weight. She was loved and she is loved. She wasn't just one of those things. And you'd be surprised how often you hear that. You know, she wasn't a medical anomaly, she was real and she mattered. In that vein, the other reason we use it is because we need people to connect with the fact that regardless of the length of time we knew this child, our grief is real and palpable. And I don't want to let anyone off the hook who vaguely thinks otherwise. Now, you have to understand that back in 2014, this subject was avoided, not talked about. It was chalked up to the one of those things thing. And it's incredible to me how far we've come in seven years. The taboo is beginning to lift and things are beginning to be addressed both in terms of prevention and mental care post-birth. So I was on edge watching this, just wondering how this show was going to handle the issue because in general, I don't think TV or movies really handles maternal maternity issues very well at all. So I was watching it and then this happened. Last but not least, Number six. He's not breathing. Give him to me. Our programming dictates that we need to break it down. Feed him to the others. Let me hold him first. You need to save your energy for the others. Now, even though the baby revives, I want to focus on the reaction of mother when she thought the baby was dead. She thought the dead baby was worth the time to hug, to hold, to press to her skin and to sing to. Now, I watched this with tears streaming down my face and all I could think was, I did that, I did that. I hugged her, I held her, I pressed her to my skin and I sang to her. And it was so important to do those things. And it was important to see this being done, to being represented. So to those like me, I just want to say never feel hesitant about saying your dead baby's name because alive or dead, our children are important. To those that have friends like me, don't expect or cajole your friends into finishing their grieving in a time frame that you think is fitting. They are working out how to live around a grief that will never go away. They're working out where to put a love so big it defies description and definition. Our babies are not one of those things. They're important. And for a sci-fi geek like me, watching... a. Uh, a show that shows me an android feel that importance was truly something special and i am so grateful for this show for depicting that and depicting the importance of it um i feel that this episode's been a little bit all over the place but that's because it's a really important issue to me and it's incredibly important to see it, it represented and it's kind of bowled me over. And even as I'm uh, recording this episode, it's kind of got my brain firing in all sorts of directions that I wasn't expecting. So thank you for bearing with me through this. Um, so what I want to do is say if you need help, I'm going to leave a number of links in the show notes that you can you can check out. So please take the time to check them out if you are A friend of somebody who's got a dead baby in their lives then um go go and check out the links as well and do you know what we love if you if you're claiming to be a friend and you want to help do you know what we love we love saying our babies' names give us an excuse to do that so the only favor i'm asking you this week is to go check out um go check out those links and give some love to your friends who've got dead babies and let me assure you, there's many more of us than you realize. So, probably one of your friends is just like me. Thank you once more for stepping into the boudoir. I'm David Monteith, the Naked Geek.